Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about letting go of the past and how you can do that with this one big shift. This week, we are going to talk about how certainty is impacting your life and relationships through control. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Everyone, I am excited to be back with you today and to really look at how certainty is impacting your life and relationship because I can tell you it had a big impact on my life and my relationship. So let's talk a little bit about certainty. I want to start with a question. Do you believe you can have control over something? Think about it. Do you believe you can have control over something? I can tell you for me, from my experiences, I believed I can control many things in my life. I really did. And that was how I showed up. And it's so funny because even to the point where I thought I could control when we have our children, like how that was going to look out. I had a plan, I had an idea, and I was going to work from that point of reference. And so when my husband and I decided that we were ready to start our family, We were both a little bit older in life, so I thought it might take us some time. And so we decided to go for it. And lo and behold, we were able to conceive baby number one immediately. There was not a lot of practice involved on that one. (laughs) So when we made a decision that we were ready to have baby number two, I was going back to our first experience and that happened pretty immediately. And I had this idea that I wanted to space my children about every two and a half years apart. So I was like, okay, this is when we're going to start. Soon as our one child is two and a half, we will start trying again. The time came, we started trying, no pregnancy. Month two came and went, no pregnancy. Month three, no pregnancy. Month four, same thing. It wasn't until month five were we able to conceive baby number two. And I was really struggling with this because it was well beyond the time frame that I had set. And I knew we could conceive children relatively easy. And so when we made a decision for baby number three, here I had these two conflicting experiences. And I thought to myself, well, we're getting older. We struggled the last time. I think we need to plan it. So we wait, like we have six months of trying in in play. So that's what we did. (laughs) Guess what happened? (laughs) It was immediate. We were able to conceive immediately 
with baby number three. And I'm like, what is going on? This is not the plan. My my two kiddos are just barely two years apart. And I was so stressed when baby number three was coming. It was not what I was planning. And I started to realize, Lindsay, there are powers greater than you that are trying to teach you that you do not control anything, especially anything outside of you. Like that just isn't how this life works. So this was when I started realizing that my illusion for control, my illusion for certainty wasn't real. But I want you to think about this. Really think about it. Do you find yourself finding fault in others through criticism? Even over the smallest things. I know I did. Over the brands of food that were purchased or the order in which they went into my pantry. Do you ever have thoughts around the overt threats that you speak? Whether it be to your spouse or to your children. Maybe that conditional acceptance and love that's at play. That when you do this, then I can be happy or feel loved. When you change this, then I can feel happy and loved. Or maybe it's that overactive scorecard where you're measuring and tracking everything that you're doing and comparing it to everything that they're doing and looking at the net loss that we're not doing the same amount. Or maybe it's leveraging the guilt and fear to really motivate others' actions, what we're trying to get them to do. Think about this. Think about how this might be showing up in your life, this need for certainty that kind of comes through with control. And I want to be clear here, okay? There is a level of certainty that every human being needs, everyone. And this is where it goes. It is our level for security, for stability, for safety. That is the level. The way people are showing up and acting and behaving and whether or not we leave at a specific time, that is not necessarily where certainty comes. But if that is what's causing your overwhelm or your unhappiness, then this is an episode you want to really dive into with me. Because here's the problem. The problem is when your need for certainty shows up in the form of control and it takes over the relationships and the life experience that you're able to have, the quality of the life experience you're able to have. I want to give you some truths. Here are some truths about control that first and foremost, (laughs) control is an illusion. It is not real. There is nothing that we can control in this world. We have a hard time controlling ourselves and the way we see things or the way we want to behave. You know, I, I can sit here and tell you, you've heard me talk about my health standard, like health is my standard. And yet I still find myself going for my Dairy Queen Blizzard, my weakness, right? My kryptonite. Like I still have that desire and sometimes I give in. So look at how much control we actually have. And I really want to get this clear for you. I want you to think about how you are not in control of your own mind. Because if you were in control of your own mind, if I told you not to think about a purple elephant and told you not to think about that purple elephant, don't think about it. I bet you 
that you just did. If you were in complete control of the way you feel, if you were, then you could just say to yourself, stop worrying about everything right now and never be anxious again. If you could control that, that could be your experience. But here's the thing. That's not something we control. We have beliefs and experiences and these thoughts that influence different emotions that come from us. And that's all the stuff that goes on between the ears. Here's the next thing. You are not in complete control of your behaviors. If you were, then you could stop blinking your eyes for the next two hours. I guarantee that you'll blink your eyes. In fact, there was this really cool study. I can't remember the gentleman, but it was a YouTube video all over. It was about germs. And I sh- watched this with my children. The The gentleman was is great. He, has, he does a lot of YouTube um, studies, different scientific things. And his was about germs. And so he painted this powder on some of these elementary school children's classroom and was just showing how unconscious touches, the, the amount of things that we touch and how germs are spread. And it, it was so curious. He, he was like, oh, I can totally do this. I can control my touch. And so he put the same powder on his hands and he put a, a video camcorder up to record what was going on with him. And for the next hour, he's like, I'm not going to touch my face for the next hour. And there were times I could, you know, as, as it was displayed where he was going to go touch his nose or his cheek. And he's like, oh, and he put it down. Like he was feeling really good about himself. You know, I caught it. I caught it. Well, he took the, took this black light to look at his face and lo and behold, there is this, it's lit up with all the places on his face that he touched. And he's like, wait a minute. I didn't. I was, I was like on the game. I was, I did this. And he rewatched the film and he saw as he was looking at a phone or reading this book where he unconsciously went up and rubbed his nose touched his cheek, had his hand holding up his head. Like I, when I saw this, I'm like, I really have made a conscious effort to be more aware of how I'm touching, especially in the world that we're living in, right? Like, am I touching my face? How often is that happening? Am I resting my head on my hand, the palm of my hand? Like really getting more aware of what is going on. And this is what I'm talking about. You are not in complete control of your behavior. None of us are in total control of our own feelings thoughts, and behaviors. So how could it be possible that we could think that there's a way that we could control someone else's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors? This is why you guys control is an illusion. I want to quote real quick here, Byron Katie, because I love this quote and what it, what it represents, but here it is. If you want real control, drop the illusion of control. Let life have you. It does anyway. You're just telling yourself the story of how it doesn't. Wow. Right? The more you try to control your circumstances, it will lead to two outcomes. It will lead to more resistance. This is this tug of war, if you will, in our relationships. Whether a child be on one end of the rope or your spouse, it does not matter. The more we try to control, the more resistance we will experience in direct proportion to the the resistance that we have on our view or on our side. Or you will have people in your world that comply to your control until they can be free of you 
whether that be the age of 18 or a relationship is dissolved, whatever that looks like. Like these are the, the, the most, the two most predictable patterns. So I want to talk about this a little bit from a role of a parent. Okay. When we try to control our children in how they behave, what they say or how, or what they do and try to protect them, like protection is another form of control. We are painting a false sense of reality for them because the world is a lot to navigate and they need to learn how to do that. And the more we try to protect, the more we try to keep away from their experience, the less resourceful they'll be as they get older. And when it is their time to leave, they're not going to feel capable and they're going to want to revert back to your home. So it is our job as parents to help them navigate life, to provide the certainty that they need through security of providing a roof over their head, food on the table, clothing, and a belonging that they know that they have a place in your family, in your home where they belong. That is us providing certainty for them. That is the level of certainty. And yes, we teach. Yes, we encourage. Yes, we inspire. But our most important job is to love them unconditionally. There is nothing that my child could say, could do, or behave that would break that love from me. Now, are there times that I don't react to it well? Yes, I'm human. And I see it and I'm easily able to repair relationships. But at the end of the day, my job as a parent is to provide that the certainty in having security in our home, safety, their needs, their basic needs taken care of, food, clothes, and to love them unconditionally. Let's talk about marriage. So in our role in a marriage, Here's the thing, and I love this thought, but opposites attract, but similarities bind. So think about in your marriage, you came together most likely because there was some opposite attraction going on that was that means of uncertainty, that variety, you know, that excitement of something new. And then similarities bind. So let's talk about this. What is certainty in our marriage? Well, That can come from a common vision, shared values or interests. Uncertainty comes from the differences that we have, and that's where it creates the passion that we experience. So honor, embrace the differences and appreciate them. Because if you were married to you, the exact same person, it would not be a very exciting relationship and would probably lack a lot of passion because it's the opposites that we are in our nature and and what it is that we like to do that makes us come together and have an amazing relationship. The reality is the pain comes from your need for certainty where you hinge yourself to other people's outcomes. The choice of others, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, impact us in such a way that it rocks your world when we are hinged on their outcomes. So unhinge yourself from other people's results. 
We are all experiencing our life journey that is unique and purposeful for us. But when you are vested in their outcome, then your own, that's when we have a problem. Does this mean disconnect and protect yourself and live in that place of protection? Absolutely not. But what it does mean is we allow the people in our life to experience their life journeys, whatever that looks like for their becoming process. And sometimes we're going to have bumpy roads and obstacles, but we get to learn from them. We get to grow from them if we allow it. When we resist this, this is where the pain comes in our relationships, and we lose credibility to be a voice of reason with the people we love. I want to speak to my go-to for certainty, and that is my faith. It is the source of your faith, whatever that might be for you. Faith is a principle of action, and it has the power to motivate your activities the way you choose to respond. Faith is knowing that you can handle whatever life puts into your path. And this is why I have a belief that everything that I experience is happening for a reason and for a purpose, and it will serve me. It's happening for me, and no longer does it happen to me. Leverage your faith that you can trust that whatever is happening in your life is happening for you and not to you. So the call to action for this week is observe where you have a need for certainty that is showing up as control in your life and in your relationship. Bring it to light. Examine it. How is it serving your life and relationship? And then have some needful conversations or pivot and start showing up in a way that's going to serve your relationships. Remember, this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, 